0: One more turn. Episode 207, Say It Clear.
1: Didn't Bella tell you, and in no uncertain terms, that she didn't want you to release the audio clip of you and her regardless of the context?
2: (laughs) Strictly speaking, all she said was she was going to pretend that the conversation didn't happen for the sake of our relationship. I took that to mean she wanted plausible deniability, not wanting to hear any more about what I would or would not do.
1: I don't believe for one moment that a man of your intelligence and experience would take that meaning from what Bella said.
2: I... I will not let her use our relationship to guilt me into action or inaction.
1: Well, that's a rather black-and-white view of the world.
2: You're forgetting the part about her father threatening to release that clip and more if I didn't convince Bella to get Acme Smith's board of directors to sue Caleb and Carson instead of Riley.
1: Why would you care about whether they sued one of them, both of them, or none of them at all? Caleb and Carson are both exes of Bella, at her hand no less. And anything and everything tying you and Riley together, you lit a blaze when you left her company and signed on with Acme Smith.
2: Speaking of lighting relationships with Riley ablaze, are you being introspective or just a hypocrite?
1: Well, neither. Just pointing out that I know that all you care about is yourself.
2: Says the woman trying to help Acme Smith, Sue Riley, as well as Caleb and Carson over the Doe contract. Hypocrite it is, then.
1: Why don't you just see to the video with restored audio of Carson being leaked, then? Push your own agenda rather than waiting for someone to push someone else's.
2: <laughs> right, like I leaked the recording of Bella and I? We both know how well that went.
1: Oh, so you do know the truthfulness in saying that those who fail to learn from the lessons of history are doomed to repeat them.
2: Nice try. If Bella really didn't want me to release that audio, then she should have been blunt about it. That's how we've always communicated with each other.
3: And where did that get us, Bay? Three start and stops to our relationship in the past, and a whole lot of baggage that we carry forward.
2: Adding eavesdropping to your repertoire, are you now, Belle?
3: Only on you. Avery knew she wasn't having a private conversation with you. At least, not completely. What
2: gives, Avery? Why do you care what does or does not happen between Belle and I?
3: I'm having a hard time believing you haven't figured out the answer to that, lover. Like Avery said, you only care about yourself. See, she cares about you too, in that way.
1: Ridiculous.
3: You doth protest too loudly. Doth?
1: Are you saying Carson again, too? There's a word for people like you, and it rhymes with Gut. How versatile is your vocabulary
3: now? You speak bravely for someone who stands at the opposite end of the room from me. What is
2: happening between
3: you two?
1: Oh, don't let her get you chasing wild geese, Hudson. I came to you, both of you, because I want Riley to suffer and Caleb along with her. I knew you would appreciate the opportunity to remind Riley of the consequences of her naivete. And Bella, I thought you would like the chance to see Caleb squirm again. I guess you've gone soft. But you, Hudson, I know you're always-
3: You'll wake up in traction if you finish that sentence, you wrecking hussy.
1: Oh, touched a nerve and a button at the same time, I see. I know what that's like. Riley insisted on doing business with Carson when I told her I couldn't stand to be around his brother ever again. Again? Again. Until that first day, I met with Caleb to discuss the Doe contract. Our last contact was when I broke up with him by email. That was you. He didn't heed my warnings, and I couldn't tolerate his absences anymore.
2: A- absences? A- absences from what?
1: Us. He's a gamer. Bell is a gamer. I know you know what that's like.
3: Your trying to play on Hudson's sympathies would bother me a hell of a lot more if he had any to speak of. But still, back off.
1: Don't play that presumption with me. You yourself told me that you can't shake the feeling that Hudson carries a torch for Riley.
2: What in the... Why would you share that with Avery, Bell? More importantly, why aren't you denying it?
1: Bella knew she wasn't having a private conversation with me. At least not completely. <sighs> okay, uh,
2: so I'm to believe that Bella thinks I'm hurting her by harboring romantic feelings for Riley and that you're hurting her by harboring romantic feelings for me that she sees herself as a victim a victim
3: don't either of you start speaking of me like I'm not in this very room with you
2: back up Avery Even in, especially in this moment, we should all respect personal-
1: Caleb spent too much time playing strategy games and not enough time with me. It was always one more turn this, one more turn that, but there's never been, and I doubt there ever will be, enough turns to satisfy his hunger. Bella, you're that same gamer.
3: On what grounds?
1: One of your exes, which you and Hudson worked closely together to try and screw over, tells you he wants to talk, and you listen. He tells you he wants to play a game with you, an actual game, a strategy game, a turn-based strategy game, no real-world stakes, just to play in the hopes of beating him. But that means spending time with him, and thinking about him, not Hudson. Oh,
2: damn. Do you have a point to all of this, Avery? I always have a point.
1: If Bella and Carson are agreeing to game together, there must still be chemistry between them. They might not even realize it, but that doesn't matter. Their kind is not one to envy, but pity, because they will destroy themselves and anyone they're with. Bella's not a victim, neither is Carson or Caleb, but you and I are. We've done it to ourselves.
3: Ugh, nonsense. Hudson, the game with Carson is just that, a game. The stakes behind it may be drawing on the past, but my feelings for you are in the present, for our future, my commitment to us. My take from all of this is that Avery is regretting letting Caleb go.
1: First, I've got feelings for your current boyfriend, and now I've got feelings for one of your exes. When Hudson told you your confidence in yourself was boundless, I thought he might be exaggerating. Now I know he was understating.
2: Enough! There's nothing left for you here, Avery. We have no need for your documents, and we have no need for you. Now go away and stay away.
3: So, you still see a future for us, Hudson?
2: Don't think for a moment I've forgotten what's been revealed about you two today, Bell. For the sake of our relationship, we're going to talk some things out to clear this foul air.
1: I'm going to rid myself of both of you and give these documents to Acme Smith myself, a lawyer who's also a gamer. How do you sleep at night?
2: Safe and sound in my arms. Now get out! It's time for us to play the enemy of my enemy as my friend card.
3: Caleb, Carson, Riley, my father, they won't listen to us even if I wanted them to. I don't.
2: But I do. Do you feel strongly enough in your objection to ask me not to?
3: Just convince me you've got someone in mind that they will listen to.
0: One More Turn, written and created by Daniel Dan-Q-Quick. Edited by Dark Cloud and Ecat2468. Directed and produced by Daniel Dan-Q-Quick. Characters in order of appearance. Hudson, voiced by Daniel Dan-Q-Quick. Bella, voiced by Annalie Cartamandua, Barney. Avery, voiced by Jennifer Mund. Sounds courtesy freesound.org, music by Kevin McLeod. voiceovers by Jordan Lund. Visit the official One More Turn website at onemoreturn.net. Copyright Civilized Communication at civcom.net. On the next episode of
2: One More Turn. Hudson? Have you been thinking about me?
0: Seeing as how I'm rash-free, no. No, I have not. But now I am wondering why you're here.
2: Two things. One, not something I expected to hear from you. Two, I'm here to see you.